Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The question isn't how to fix the power plate. Anyone can see. You could be brand new to watching this beautiful sport and see it for yourself. The question is who's going to do it? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way. Bright and early every weekday, if you're into football and or baseball, I can assure you that I have no discussions ever about the power play on my daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Penguins versus Lightning again tonight in Tampa again because the NHL schedule maker is really, really good. That'll be a 7.08 p.m. faceoff at Amelie Arena. Yet another chance for the power play to attempt to break, it's now 0 for 30. Don't call it a slump. Call it something else because it's getting to the point of being historic. It's already tied for the most consecutive games that this franchise has ever put together, 11 without a power play goal. And the string of opportunities itself is marching toward... The NHL record of 51 that's held by the Maple Leafs. Other than that, hey kids, they're getting a lot of good looks. Tired of hearing that one yet? We got a lot of good looks. As long as we keep getting good looks, we're going to be fine. Good looks, good looks, good looks. Hey, if they're trying out for the cover of Vogue, they're going to be okay. If they're trying to score goals, they're going to have to get a lot uglier than what's usually on the cover of Vogue. They're going to have to go to the net. They're going to have to get in people's faces. They're going to have to spray the goaltender. They're going to have to shove the net off. They're going to have to do some pushing and shoving. They're going to have to make not just the opponents uncomfortable, but themselves uncomfortable. I asked Eric Carlson in Philadelphia, after the power play went 0 for 3 with one, count them, one shot on goal if he saw anything positive out of it. Eric, any progress at all on power play? I think it was a tough one today. I don't really think we got in. I think the last one we had, uh, you know, we had control of the puck at least. Uh, we got some shots off. 
Um, but again, same thing there. We got to find a way to, you know, break them down over the course of time and, and you know, take what what is given to us. We're going to get, again, regardless, you know, right. uh, we got to find ways to, you know, create it for ourselves, uh, which we haven't done a good enough job at. And, you know, that correlates into the power play. Uh, you know, uh, if we have the puck for two minutes, you know, we should create a lot more than we do. And if we don't do it on the first one, we're going to do it on the second one. If we don't do it on the second, we're going to do it on the third. You know, right now, I think we're just a little bit too antsy to, uh, to try and create something out of nothing. So we were done with the formal part of the interview. That was the end of his session, that question and answer. And we kept going because he saw that my eyes were still locked on him. And he's like, what, am I wrong? <laughs> I'm like, dude, you tell me who who here is going to do this, what you're describing. Who's going to the net? You know, Patrick Hornquist is somebody you're going to see later in the week. He's going to be honored by the Panthers for his retirement before the game between that team and the Penguins in Sunrise, Florida. Perfect timing, a classy touch by the Florida organization. But I would just want him to come back and play. I know he can't. You know, the concussion issues are real. But man, 72 would solve all this. And there aren't any 72s left in hockey. There's no one else like him. But there's definitely no one like him in this organization or even in the same solar system as him when it comes to that style of play. There's no one, no one, no one. And if the policy, as has become long apparent, is to just have the superstars out there, this is what it's going to look like. Who are you asking to go to the net? Carlson was far from the only player to bring it up. Several guys did in Philadelphia. The head coach did in Philadelphia. But no one ever names names. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's start with the one guy who's actually assigned to do that. That's Jake Gensel. Jake is as tough as they come. Never confuse size with toughness. Jake is as tough as any player in the league. I really believe that. And his ability to withstand the punishment that comes with being his size. However, he remains his size. And he can be and is moved rather easily or beaten up rather easily. And as a result, you don't see him causing the kind of havoc that you would need. Jake's going to get you a really nice deflection goal, a nice rebound goal, like the one he got to secure that point this past Saturday against the Flyers in the final minute. But he's not going to be that guy. Who else? You want Sidney Crosby there? I do. But guess what? He's not going to go. And it's not anything remotely related to, you know, courage or leadership or anything like that. He's Sid. Okay. So I'm saying this respectfully. He sees himself as a power play half wall slash distributor guy, even though that's never really been a strength to his game. The one potential negative that you can offer about Sid and his beyond brilliant career in Pittsburgh is that he never really owned or dominated power plays. When you look at the other 
great, and I mean, I'm underlining great, all caps, all boldface players that the Penguins have had. You're talking about Mario Lemieux. You're talking about Yarmir Yager, both of whom were just spectacular on a power play. They lived for the power play. They could read the entire rink. They were very different at how they went about it, but they were just feasting in such situations. Sid's a guy on the power play. He's really good. He'll put up his points, but you wouldn't put him anywhere near the level of those other two. Maybe that's something that motivates him to want to be the semi-half-wall guy down at the goal line or what? I don't know. I don't know. I can't get inside his head. I do know that he'd rather distribute. He'd rather just push the puck back to the right point than he would to take it to the net. Evgeny Malkin isn't really that different in that capacity. Gino's never been what you would call some power play wizard. He's been a point man for a lot of it. That's understandable. I think he was a lot happier and a lot more uh, comfortable back when he had Sergei Gonchar doing that for him. But now he's kind of in the Gonch role to an extent in that he's supposed to be the trigger guy. I know the Penguins fancy him as being a trigger guy in putting him over in that right circle, but he misses the net too much and he shoots high too much. So the puck either bangs off the glass or it caroms all the way around and out of the zone and nothing comes of it. There's no rebound. And for the most part, it doesn't matter if there is a rebound because there's nobody there to push home the rebound. Who's going to do this? Who? Is it somebody else on the roster? I hear Jeff Carter. Put Jeff Carter in front. Jeff Carter's got no hands left, people. None. Zero. He could stand there, and he would be tougher to move, but he wouldn't get anything done. Remember that a big chunk of the Hornquist effect was that Hornquist could score. Who else? Rodim Zahorna? They tried that for half a shift in Buffalo, and that was the end of that. Fair or not, I don't know. I don't care. It's just, it's not happening. Who else? Who else you got? When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Tim, who says DK would bringing up Valtteri Pustin and offer some chance of someone who will go to the net. What would Kyle Dubas likely have to give up to get someone who'll go to the net the way Patrick Hornquist and Chris Kunitz did on the power play? How does a coach motivate the players to start shooting low instead of going for the corner shot over the goalie's shoulder? Tim, you're lining up a lot of questions here. I'm going to stick with the very first one, even though I'm going to advertise in advance here that I'm going to sound stupid because Pustin is not having a good year at Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. Through 18 games, he's got five goals and five assists. Nothing disastrous about that, but it's definitely not the kind of stride that you want to see from somebody who should be pushing to get onto an NHL roster as opposed to just hoping. In those 18 games, he's only put 39 shots on net, which tells me from afar that he's not pulling the trigger and he's not getting tight enough to make the kind of difference that we're describing. However, here comes the stupid part. I have liked everything that I've ever seen 
about him in this regard. And I have long wondered, including on this program, if he's not just kind of underserved at the AHL level. He's a really good passer who reads the play well and who can pull a trigger from the left dot. It's really his only power play role in Wilkes-Barre. That's what he does. It's kind of the Ovechkin spot. I'm not comparing him to Alexander Ovechkin, just saying that's where he stands. Now, I have also seen from him at times and understanding these are small sample sizes because, you know, he's in the AHL and I'm covering the NHL team. But when I've seen him in training camp settings, when I've seen him in scrimmages, when I've seen him in preseason, and for that matter, the one time he was in Pittsburgh, he had a natural magnetic pull to the net. That is not common. That is not something that you see often at any level. Most players don't want to go there. And I've seen him, even at 5'9", 183, show absolutely no hesitation in doing so. Is he the answer? No, I'm not being, well, I'm being somewhat dumb here, but not all the way dumb. Could he give the power play some kind of different look, some kind of different feel, something more than, say, Alex Nylander does? I'm still wondering what it is that Alex Nylander does. I wonder that literally every time he's here, every shift he takes. Is this thinking so far outside the box that it's preposterous? Sure. Is this the time for that sort of thing? You betcha. You betcha. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, even when I end with something this stupid. Let's do it again tomorrow.